0: 10 Chargers podcast We're back after a week's break uh, Back into our off-season uh, programming And this week And uh, next week we're going to jump into a thing a little bit different Kind of similar to what we did mid-season With our sort of mid-season surgery But we're going to kind of look at some perfect scenarios For the offence and the defence This week we're going to um, do offence And then next week obviously, we'll put it up to i um, I'm going to hand it over to Ash though Because this has been Ash's idea, Ash's kind of baby And he's going to kind of explain it now And I'm bringing him in, how are you mate, just first of all
1: yeah, good, thank you.
0: Very good, very good. So yeah, go on. Here's the
1: people with um with what we're gonna be doing this week and next week. Yeah, so um I was me and Lee were talking about trying to put um how we're gonna do the podcast uh, over the next few weeks. And we thought about splitting it. Uh, Lee's a bit more of a defensive guy, I'm a bit more of an offensive guy. So we what we decided to do is do some perfect scenarios for offense and defense. This this week's offense. Basically I've got the roster down, broken into positions of QBRB, fullback, wide receiver tight end, and the offensive line and we're going to use our current roster we're going to cut people as and when we've got a certain this the salary cap is 60 million for the charges this year roughly and we're going to split that down the middle for 30 on offense and 30 on d and then we're going to use some of that money on free agents and then the rest of it to sign the rookies so basically it's just the fundamentals of can we fill all the positions up and make our roster on offense and defense much better going forward into next year.
0: Sounds great. Um, I don't know if you're kind of going to cover this, uh, but what would you say on offense are the kind of areas in need? I think some of them are quite obvious, but we'll just go through them anyway. Obviously,
1: um, looks like Rivers won't be back. Yeah. Um, so, quarterback's going to be uh, an essential um, to this part, um, this podcast. Um, resigning our our good free agent our um, our own players. With um, Watt and Henry and stuff, wide receiver three. Like we can't have Patton and Benjamin playing there for us anymore. Mm. So wide receiver three and the offensive line. It's been it's been an issue for us trying to get it right. has been an issue for us for years. So that's probably key. So quarterback, offensive line, and a wide receiver three.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I, think I, I asked that question just now, and then I thought. Really it's everything because like you say, Rivers yeah ignor ignorance just kind of a bit of housekeeping. Uh the Rivers moved away from San Diego, he's moved to Florida, obviously sparking, you know, massive rumours and, and people sort of saying that he's not going to back to the Chargers, which we've been kinda of saying for quite a while and I think we're both relatively okay with it if if he can be okay with a legendary Q B leaving. Yeah. Like you say, um Why three definitely, you know, um definitely needs someone for that end of the season. Titan two, I would say after Henry is definitely a big yep. need, and then the whole mm-hmm. central line. So yeah, we, we've got to hit every position. Really, I would say from, from this uh, podcast. So where are we where are we where are we going to start then? We're going to start with resigning free
1: agents in that case. Yeah, so basically um, we we've got our thirty million, so we're now going to spend it. So what I've done is I've run through the roster and looked at what our our own players are up for free agency this year. So what I've done first off with our money is re-signed Derek Watt, um, fullback, locks us in, a uh, huge asset on, uh, asset on special teams and should be used more in the ground game. So we've, I've re-signed him to a three-year, 5.5 million deal, which puts him top five position and his cap number for this year is 2 million. So basically, I think he's a, he's an underrated player for us getting him through the door. It looked like he was a good locker room guy. They looked, liked having him around. And I just think that he's a good player to use on both sides of the ball for offence and, and special teams. And I just think that fundamentally you get someone in that locker room that knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think we've been both big advocates of Derek Watt uh, throughout the season to try and get involved in the one game. But I think you kept it on the head. You know, it's quite... Cheap and he's bringing back fullback, you know, he knows his team, he knows what he's doing, he's something special
1: him. So, yeah, no, I'm all for that for sure. So, after full-back, I've basically looked at the running back scenario. So, I've let Melvin Gordon walk, he's going to mm-hmm. sign somewhere else. And I have looked at uh, tendering Austin Eckler at four million, but what I've decided to do because he's had such a good year is sign him up to a three year deal. So, we've signed him to a three year 18 million deal. With his cap at six million this year, I just think that he's one of our best weapons on offense. I think you should reward him for being so good from last year and such a good servant for us, and just make him a key figure to this new dynamic offense that we're looking for. So, I've signed him up for six million this year. So, with him and what signed up, that puts us now at twenty-two cap. Yeah, I quite
0: like it. Um, like you say, get the business done. You know, especially for that Alvin Gordon, go. I think he's quite <coughs> impressive to lock. Uh, up. I mean, this is us doing this. I don't think Tom Tesco will do this. We've talked about this in the past. I think Tom Tesco will kick the can down the road and yeah. uh, kind of offer a, a tender of some degree, uh, probably a second round yeah. tender. And yeah. Um, yeah, like I say, kick the can down the road and give him a big deal next year. But yeah, I would like to, in an ideal world, walk him up, get that done. And that's like yeah, definitely huge. Um, retain one of the biggest weapons. And with that, you're kind of looking around. Um, I'm looking at San Francisco 49, and we've both talked about this in the past they have these kind of kind of runners. They don't have this bruising back. They don't have even big wide receivers really. It's about movement. It's about, you know, dynamism and, you know, with that we buck up everywhere for that type of player. And we've seen what he's done in you know, this year, just gone in his career so far. So yeah, no all for that. And you know, you're getting him you on know, a very, very good deal there, at six million also.
1: Yeah, I mean it puts him it puts him still I think it's just under um Leonard Fournette. He's, I think he's top 15 between 10 and 15 at his position. So he's getting paid, but it also locks us up into one of our best weapons is going to be around for the next three years to help new QB and some of the new weapons on offense. So we've locked him up. Obviously Justin Jackson there as well helps us out, but maybe we can look at something, another RB towards free agency or the draft. Now we're going into wide receivers. We've got Keenan Allen. We've got Mike Williams. I've looked, I've looked around, there's, there wasn't anything on free agency, so our next biggest weapon is Hunter Henry, and he's key to the, to the offense, um, especially down in the seams. And I think that we've there is there is some good tight ends, probably cheaper ones. You probably get Ebron cheaper, um, but him and Hooper are probably going to be the ones that get paid. Mm. I've I've stayed in house, signed Hunter Henry up to. Uh, four year 40 million puts him top five of his position, and his cap for this year is going to be 10 million. So, it might people might say, Oh, yeah, we could probably look at maybe go to the draft, get someone else, or we could maybe franchise tag in. But I think that respect to the man, he I know he's, he, he has a bit of an injury history, so maybe Telesco will use that against him. But I still think that he's one of the better tight ends on the market, and I still think that he's got huge potential going forward. And I think that if you're going to get someone in at QB, you're going to need someone reliable in this over the middle of the field. And I think Hunter will bring that.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, I agree with that completely. I don't. I mean, Ebron does them well for the Colts, and um, you know they gave him a short-term deal, signed him up, and it's hit for them. in the first year. What to you know if we let him walk and then go in Ebron? Even can't walk like Hunter Henry can. Yeah, you know Hunt Henry's like a, a, a traditional tight end. I would say. Yeah. And you know that's the sort of players we're going to need. We're going to be relying on the run game, with the new two especially if it's even two I think I'm coming to go that way anyway. So you know we need someone like that. I wouldn't mind seeing someone like that come in. You know the tight end too. But like you said, we can kind of pick that in the draft and lock up your Hunt Henry, get your tight end one back, and like you say, have a reliable pass catcher in the middle for the next guy in the centre so you know that's a definite deal that we need to do for me I think it's quite high priority uh, I think the tight end the Titan is a priority and um, right up there for me the whole lot season you know to get tight end one and two locked up
1: yeah definitely so we've got we've had our 30 million and so far we've re-signed what we've re-signed Eckler and we've re-signed Hunter and now we've got 12 million on cap left mm-hmm. so I've had a look around us what's on our roster and where we can save some money. So I've decided to cut Sam Tevi, Dan Feeney, and Virgil Green. Um, and that takes us now up to 16.5 cap after mm-hmm. the 12 we had left over. There's still a little bit of play, and I did look at, look at some other other guys to cut. And I think that it probably not one that you'd agree with, but I'm going to cut Russell Okun. I just think with the health concerns, and I just think that, his, I think that he's going to start creeping into that. Eight games, he can't play for three weeks. I think that we can get out now and we can save a whopping thirteen point five million from it. If we can re, if we could re-sign him and sort of get him down to towards the sort of ten mark, I think that it'd be value for money to keep him on. But mm. just with what Ross Kuhn is, as he's obviously big he's a big speaker for the uh, um for the players association and he does, and he talks about guaranteed money a lot and x y and z and i'm thinking that if he's going to come back he probably won't come back for that money so what i've decided to do is cut him at 13.5 million cap saving which gives us comes back up now to the 30 million which we, yeah, which we had at the beginning <laughs> so so we've signed what we've signed Eckler. We've signed Hunter, we've cut Okun, Feeney Tevy and Virgil Green and we haven't spent a penny. So I just think that's, personally for me, that's good business. I think that although Okun, we're going to miss him as a, as a leader in the locker room on the offensive line, I think that the draft is... Is there's there's loads of fruits to be picked in the draft. I think there's it's really talented pool. I think that we can find our guy. I think that if you're going to... I know Pipkins is a developmental guy, but I think that you're going to have to give him some reps if you want to get him involved and see what you've actually got there. And also think that there may be one or two that we can sign in free agents. So we've gone now into the free agency pool and I've looked at the offensive linemen and I've got a couple of... Basically, I want to sign two players up on offensive line. I've Paul. looked at...
0: Before we move on, can I just yep. jump in? Just yep. a couple of seconds. I, you're right. I would have. I would have put the be but I'm not going. I'm not going to quibble with you. You know what you're saying doesn't make it? business sense. You know he's an older player as well. At this point, before you dive into your offensive free um, agents, your offensive line, what's your starting line for moment? Because we've not got many people after who you've got.
1: Yeah. Uh, at the moment, my starting lineup is Pipkins, uh, left tackle. Obviously, we've got free agency in the draft, so yeah,
0: yeah, sure, sure, sure. No, You have that. to
1: hang with me for it, no, but no, I, just, I get
0: that, and you might have gaps there. But I just sort of in your mind now. So, who's the starters? Yeah, like, you might have gaps. You might be able to say you don't really have yeah. guards yet, but I guess yeah. you, you're starting Scotty at centre.
1: Yeah, we've got Pouncy and Quistonberry still at centre, uh-huh. um, and we've got uh, Lamp at guards, um, and then we're, I'm going to look at bringing one one guard in through free agency, maybe another through the draft. Okay. draft, then we've got Pipkins on the left, and then bring in another tackle either a tackle from the draft or a tackle through free agency so although we've there's there's obviously big holes to fill, I think that mm. this is the draft where we could easily sign three three pieces in free um, two pieces in free agency, three in the draft. And it's just a nucleus of new guys. I think it needs a new, it needs to freshen up. I think the, there's, we've still got pieces. You've got Pouncy, you've got Lamp, you've got Quisenberry, you've got Pipkins. So you've still got four guys there. You could even sign Schofield. I wouldn't, wouldn't personally be my, my way to go. But mm-hmm. I still, if you've got four guys and you can, you, you can get another sort of four to five through the free agency and the draft, I think that you've got, I mean, we only really had about, we must have signed three or four through, um, through waivers through through the season mm. because our guys kept going down. But when we started this, when we started the season, we pro- I think we only had about six or seven guys anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah. I'm just trying to think about the process. Obviously, we're getting rid of Trent Scott then, I guess in this scenario. Well. Yeah, he's
1: he was. I think he's a he's a free agent anyway this year, so I'll just let yeah. him walk. Cool, nice um, one.
0: I just want, to, so, just want to kind of make it. Uh, yeah, so because we are driving a big, I mean, it's what Buffalo did for well, this season. They kind of drafted a couple, got a load in through free agency, kind of mixed mixed and matched, and yeah, tried to put the best five guys out there. So, I guess we're going down that route, which is fine. I just wanted to kind of clarify yeah. the, the process a little bit.
1: No worries. Um, so, on, so, carry on. <laughs> so in, in free agency, um, there's not a lot. A wide receiver there's not a lot really at tight end you've got some running backs if you wanted to bring more depth in but for me I think that we sh- if we're going to spend our money on offense in free agency it's on the offensive line so I've looked at a few scenarios I've got four players involved here and I'll, I was going to say to sign two of these guys up and that would be how much they're going to whichever two we sign is the amount of money we're going to be spending on the guy. So okay. we can either sign Brandon Sheriff, um, and he's four-year 50 million, and that's 12.5 cap for mm-hmm. this year. Um, you can sign Joe Funny for 4 million 42 um with 10.5 this year. I mean um I've got Brian uh Balaga at 3 million 27 um and that's nine million this year, and then Graham Glasgow. Um, 3 million uh 3 million 20, uh 20 million deal at 6 million a year i just break down the players mm-hmm. obviously we talked a lot about sheriff originally on the on the pod uh, we, we obviously think that he's probably the best offensive lineman on the open market this year mm-hmm. um he's just a, he's just a steady rock of a player really um joe funny obviously he's been with the patriots um and he, he's been an amazing servant for them. He's never missed a game for New England, two-time champion. Um, he just knows how to play the game, really. Um, and I think that he'll be, he'll get, Sheriff will probably go off, and Thunny will just be just behind him in getting paid for the guards this year. Um then there's Graham Glasgow. For me, he's like, he's like an ultimate tweener. Obviously, he was at centre at, mm-hmm. at the Lions. Uh, they moved him to right guard this year, and he was really, really good at guard this year. So there's a potential player there. He's a tweener that you can move him to, from guard mm-hmm. to centre if players go down, etc. And then a player for me that I wasn't really ever considering, and I've, we've never really talked about it, but I obviously looking through all the players, um, Brian Belaga, I didn't even realise, only 30
0: <laughs> no, I would have said he was. Awesome. I was. Th- I, I thought he not. was like
1: thirty-five years old. Literally, I thought he was thirty-five, <laughs> um, and I just looked into him more. And he's an absolute rock, if I'm honest. He's never been outside the PFF grade of the top ten at right tackles. Um, I know the guy. And he's just a steady Eddie, really, for the Packers. Mm. You know, he, he, can, he has had a few uh, injury tweaks, but I think he, if maybe this is what Telesco would do, is say if Okun doesn't sign, I think that he actually might look to a player like Brian Balaga that he's experienced enough, knows his position, as a locker room guy, bring bring that experience to the the young guys that are there in the in the... And I think he'd just be a cheaper option to not Oku. And I know it's more of a right side, but this day and age, right and left really, the, the kind of the sort of, the people rush from the left and the right. So yeah. I think that, um, basically, them we've obviously got them two players. I think that if you're going to try, if you're going to spend, um, spend money on Sheriff, I don't think you'll get money for funny, but then you can either go. Sheriff of Glasgow or Sheriff of Bulga or Funny in Glasgow or Funny in Bulga. So it's uh, Belago, it's up to you really. So I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll open it up to you, see what you thought.
0: Um, I mean, if it's us, and we've been on about Brandon Shirk for a long time, like for months and months and months, month, month. <laughs> for us since we're doing yep. podcast, um, he'd be like it just to get there and get in a top, top guard. Yep. And then you can, you know, you can start layering your, your younger guys around him. Yep. I don't think Tom Celeste was going to do that. So it depends on what angle we're going for. I guess if we were going for us, that's what I'd do. Uh, and then, like you said, it's the season for guards. You know, this draft is... Uh, sorry, the season for tackle, excuse me. This tackle class is incredible. Uh, we were just talking before we came on about how deep this is and, you know, how late you're going to get a start tackle. So I would stay away from Balaga. And uh, maybe, you know, the guard... I mean, I don't know if I'd get two, but, but you could go for two guards. You could have Scott, Kessonberry... You could have Lanterns like a swing guard, then you know, yep. and then you could have Hipkins and draft another tackle. So I would say, sign Brandon Sheriff, and then I'll leave the rest up to you. I would say,
1: so what we'll do then is if we sign Brandon Sheriff to the four year 50 at 12.5, mm. um, and then, um, if we sign Graham Glasgow at 3 million 20 at 6 million cap this year he'll kind of be a replacement for Schofield I think he's just a better version of him basically Um, I just think that he's he's an ultimate tweener he's really good in the run game and if we can get if you get an athletic quarterback in the draft um, and he can play all three interior positions I just think he's a solid depth piece so I think that if you go for Sheriff and Glasgow you're sort of looking at around the 18 million um, spending of your cap so you're Hmm. sort of back into that sort of uh, 12 million mark now to sign free agents so I think uh, sign our um our drive class uh, so I yeah. think we, I think we've pretty much hit the nail on the head with the players we've got there I think so now you're, t- you're saying that you've got Pipkins on the left at currently at the moment yep. you've got Brandon Sheriff now as your starting left guard um, then uh, Pouncy and then Glasgow goes as you starting right guard and then uh, the other tackle position still open like, like you said you've got Lamp as a swing Quissenberry Glasgow mm-hmm. as a swing so you, that right tackle position still opened up
0: yeah definitely I think we've got you know framing the little period that we've just gone through the free agents in the offensive line you know we've gone on the right journey you know just to go from this gaffy line where we wasn't were, we really sure what was going to happen now we've got a real top line mm-hmm. so we've, uh you know is developing but with Brandon Sheriff next to him you know a rock next to him so exactly yeah it really shows that side up. Um, yeah. And then, you know, if you bring in, you know, maybe another guard or something like that, you, you've got a lot of flexibility because a Lampin sometimes maybe does play tackle. You know, it's like yeah. a swing and tackle and you've got a lot of, lots and lots of flexibility in your line. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm really happy with that. Yeah, I think we've got a nice line to protect the next quarterback, which I'm sure we'll be picking in just a minute when we talk about drafting.
1: Yeah. So, obviously, now onto the draft, we've obviously got a couple of positions that need uh, that we've already filled and we've looked at. Our own free agents. So obviously, we're looking now at pick six. Obviously, the perfect scenario for us is maybe someone like two or falls to us at six. But at the moment, I can't see it happening. No.
0: Um,
1: no. So, and I'm not really an advocate. Where we are, I don't know if we would need to trade up um, and lose. If we're one pick away, then fine, you're moving up and you're getting your guy. But for me, I, I think that either we stay at six or we move down. So I've, up, I've, I've opened this one up to you. We can either st- stay at six, take, take Herbert.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We can take Thomas or Willis at tackle, or we can trade down with Jacksonville, um, who want to come up and take Simmons. So we can move from six to nine and maybe accumulate some more picks in the draft.
0: Okay, so I'll I'll go at this in two ways. So I'll go with what Tom Tesco would do, first of all, which is not what we'll do, but <laughs> he might be. But Tom Tesco isn't going to move. Um, he's not someone who makes big moves. He's not someone who makes and We've we talked about you know, He's not someone who rolls the dice that often. Yep. So I think he'll let the draft come to him. That's what he's done all the time. He's only done that Melvin Gordon trade up when he panicked a little bit because he thought the 49ers were going to move up and get him. Um, so, I don't think he'll move. I think he'll stay where he is, and I think he'll take what comes to him, whether that be a QB or not. The problem with moving up or someone like Tua is, unless you're going to two at Washington, the Dolphins can always outvide you. Yeah. So, if you're trading with, say, Detroit, and Miami are literally hell bent on getting Tua, they're just going to chuck all their picks at Washington and get in. So, then we're at three. We've wasted all the draft picks to move up, a few draft picks to move up. And we're not going to get everyone anyway, and we probably get yeah. that person at six anyway if we're going to go for a QB. So I'd just stay at the six. I'm not in, I'm not too interested in trading up. I'm not too interested in trading down to be honest, because I think we can get a great pick at number six mm-hmm. anyway. And I think with eight picks, because if we got like more Gordon God Gordon gold, we're most likely going to get a third round compensatory pick anyway. So we've yeah. got eight picks. I don't think you know we need to do too much moving and shaking. So I'm happy to stay at six. But I think we've talked about this in the past where. We you don't you need a quarterback until until you get a quarterback you can't really compete. So what I've been saying to everyone who kind of online is talking about like doing I don't know spitballs and stuff like that about the Bengals trading out of one it's like you mm-hmm. don't trade out of one you just take Burrow and you live happily ever after. You know if you don't have a mm-hmm. TV, you can't compete. So the same applies to the charges in this scenario. So you know if we're saying that Burrow's off the board and two is off the board which is probably going to be the case I'll just say, take, take just Herbert and hopefully live happily ever after. It's not as so it's not easy to say that because he's still a bit rough diamond, but I think the ceiling's there. He's still a good player. He's athletic, which I'm they And I think he can be the new face of the franchise in terms of taking that QB connection away from San Diego and moving into LA, which yeah. obviously will happen now that Pillar has gone. Um, so, yeah, no, I'd be happy to say in cover at six. And, and, yeah, like I say, just to roll with the new era.
1: I think that, like I said, I, I did it started watching him a bit more since obviously you've mentioned him to me. I knew about him obviously from, because he was going to come out last year, and didn't. Yes, yes. Um, and I I do like what I see. I think that he, like you said, he is a bit of a rough diamond. I think that he's, he's got, he can make most throws uh, if you give him time. Mm-hmm. So I think offensive line, if you're going to get him in there, you're going to have to get some good players on that offensive line. Well, yeah, I think that he's, he's, he's one of the best seam throwers in the, in this draft. I think mm-hmm. that down the middle of the field he can he can pretty much find his man in very tight windows i think that sometimes he struggles when he's got to make plays happen for himself so and through his progressions i think that he needs to sort of work on that a little bit more but I'd have, i have i did really like what i saw so if we for the for this for this scenario we say we'll take herbert at at 6 there was i did look at um there is a scenario where you might have this happen. Obviously, in that case, I think that we go tackle is if you go. But if Burrows went one, if mm-hmm. then Chase Young uh, goes to um, Washington. Sorry, yeah, at two. If Detroit don't trade with Miami, mm. and someone like Carolina or the Bucks or someone else or the Raiders jump up and trade with the Lions to get either Tua or Herbert and then Miami take Herbert or Tua at 6 there isn't even a quarterback there anyway no, so no, no. No, like no, you said think i think that,
0: that. Yeah,
1: yeah so i don't think that you you risk anything else i think that if herbert's there i think that he is he would be good enough to at atle- jo- the bills made the playoffs with, with Josh Allen the, i mean Tannehill made the playoffs with the titans sometimes the bills. The bills do you know made
0: the playoffs with tyron taylor so
1: Exactly, do you know what I mean? So it's not that you haven't got to look at a quarterback and say he's got to be the next Pat Mahomes. What you've got to do with your quarterback is make sure that he's, he's got all the key attributes that you want from a quarterback, that he's smart, he's a good leader, etc. Exactly like Rivers was. Hmm. And this this got this kid can do it, I think. So we'll lock in, like I said, we'll lock in Herbert as our pick at, at pick six and as the new face of the franchise. Yeah, for sure. I
0: mean, there's a couple of things I want to kind of say before we move on to our next sort of pick. I don't think I would want Justin Hood to start the season. And that might sound ridiculous, because he's now yep. the sixth overall pick. But he isn't... I don't think he is ready. But, you know, you're not drafting your QB for one season. His rookie season, you draft him for the next 10 years, hopefully. So you need to break him in slowly. Yep. We've got potentially one of the best, you know, maybe the best backup QB in the league. Like I just said, he's taking a team to the playoffs already. Yep. Taylor could start. Taylor would be... In, if we started in the first day of the next season, as the starting QB, this would be the best team that Taylor's ever played on. And he's already took the Bills to the playoffs, so putting, this, putting the offensive playmakers around him might suit him as a facilitator. So I'd be happy to move on like that. If, in the scenario where people move up and there's no QB left, we just go back to kind of the flip of what we're going to do, because I think we're going to be trending towards tackling round two we'll just say Jedrick Wills or Andrew Thomas at six and then look at QB in round two, maybe Jalen Hurts or something like that. Yeah. Potentially, maybe. Um, you know, and we'll just do it like that because I think there's going to be reasonable QB there at, for the 38th pick and we'll just have to kind of go with that. And again, we might be starting Taylor anyway, so we'll yeah. see how it goes. But I mean, I'm happy either way. I just, I'm just i not too bothered about moving up or moving down in this scenario, but take the quarterback that you want to take, one of the better ones this year and Take a guy who
1: could be a really good quarterback, yeah. Cool. Um, I'll move on to pick 37, which is obviously a second round pick. Um, for me, I've gone for he's one of my favorite tackles in the draft. I think that you're the first round guys, you've obviously got your Thomas, Willis has gone, uh, Beckton's gone, the Louisville guy. Um, I think, uh, work, uh, Wir- Wirth, Wirth, Wirth. yeah, Tristan Worth. yeah. Yeah, for uh, the Iowa guy, is mm-hmm. that Iowa, Ronnie? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, I think that the USC guy would be gone as well. Awesome, so awesome. Uh, yes, I think that them them five are pretty much I think locked into the first round. I think that um, Jackson might slip out, but I think he's probably going to go. Um, so for me at the top of round two, I just want to get a guy that I think that he's really really good pass protector, and that's Josh Jones from Houston. Mm. So he's he's he is my number five tackle. Um, but I think that Jackson would probably just go ahead of him. Um, but yeah, I think that the guy from Houston, I just think he's a really, really good, really, really good player of what I've watched him. So um, I didn't know if, if, I mean, there is other scenarios that you could go, maybe you could go wide receiver here or et cetera. But I just think that if you can lock down, if you've got Herbert in, you could lock down that tackle position. You could also maybe go someone like um, Lemure if we hadn't have signed, Brandon Sheriff and Glasgow. But I think that with the tackle position, because we, we cut Okun and we've got, um, we've got Pipkins there. I think that we just need another guy in there to basically say Pipkins and Jones, they can basically be our two bookends. We put Tyrod Taylor in for the first year at QB, let Herbert sit. And then we'll, we'll get, we'll get a new style of offense going with these two guys. Cause they're Josh Jones is pretty athletic and a, a pass protection is one of the best in the, in the class.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, there's a lot of talk, obviously, around the senior bowl and things like that, where Josh Jones is now. There's a lot of talk that he's going to go in the first round, so I'm not sure whether he'll be there, but this would be a perfect scenario, you know, where we get the quarterback. You know, by doing that, we've goodbye to like, St. James Rick Will, Andrew Thomas, and maybe like Mekhi Beckson. Yep. But like you say, the second group tackles, you know, Austin Jackson, um, Josh Jones, maybe Vince Tager, at Winogo, uh, maybe Lucas Niang from TCU. They're all going to be good tackles. There's, like we said earlier, there's a lot of good tackles in this class. So picking someone up like Josh Jones or maybe one of these other guys at 37, then that's absolutely fine. Because, like I say, Josh Jones fits the athletic profile, being you know big, but athletic, can get out in space, can block at the second level. But Anthony Lynn will want. So I think if we get this uh, scenario playing out on April 20, uh, 23rd and 24th. It's perfect for the Chargers because it's exactly what they want. So yeah, I'm more than not
1: happy to pick up Josh Jones in the second round for sure. So we've obviously we've addressed now. We've started address our offensive line in free agency and um, and the draft. I think mm. that pick seventy one is an interesting pick. I think the wide receiver class is really really good, um, but it kind of I kind of feel that maybe we still need to. Keep on the lines of of um, this offensive line. So there's a couple of players there at 71 that we can still still use. And there's uh, Throckmorton from Oregon. There's Isaiah Wilson. I, I really like him from the the other Georgia guy. I think mm-hmm. that he's actually. I think I don't know if he'll be there. Maybe at, uh, in the third round still. But I think that if if he is there, I think maybe that we could use this guy as a sort of a backup to Pipkins and Josh Jones, use him on the right um, and maybe look at that as an area at 71. There's also players like Stenberg, Lewis, Harris. um, Harris is the centre from Washington. Stenberg is the, is it Kentucky? Is he the guard? Yeah, yeah. yeah, And then, and Lewis as well, who at the moment has been putting on a bit of a, um, a bit of a masterclass, they reckon, at the senior bowl. So (laughs) there's other options there in round three. Um, for uh, for the um, for the O line, I didn't know if there was if you would if that would be what you would do, stay in the O line or go to maybe a wide receiver. I mean, you know quite a few of the more wide receiver. Guys. I know more of the earlier wide receiver guys like Ruggs, Jefferson,
0: mm-hmm.
1: sort of Higgins and stuff like that. But I didn't know would you go stay with the offensive line because there is such depth and you're still getting pretty much like a kind of like a net like a really high-graded do you start know what I mean so time. would you it? yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would steer away from it because of what we've done before so like we've said so if we say go back to our previous section now we've got Pipkins this is our room so in my mind we've got Pipkins we've got Scherf now we've got a centre duo of Scottish Questenberry and Pouncey starting mm-hmm. wherever you want uh, Graham Bosco then you've got Lamp as you sort of swing interior guy and then we've got now we've got Josh Jones on right tackle, he can potentially play Lamb, both being a UDFA. I think, you know, we can maybe, we, we just talked about how deep this is, we can maybe leave it around, or maybe even yeah. and pick up a depth offensive lineman. So I would be moving away. And yeah, I think if preempted what I was going to say. I was definitely moving towards uh, picking out a, a wide receiver number three, or, you know, like you say, we're not going to get into the guys that you just named. Uh, a lot of the guys you just named are in the first or second round. But we can maybe, someone up uh, like Isaiah Hodgins out of Oregon State. He's tall but yep. you know, it's all about big slots nowadays. I would go with someone a little bit smaller, Courtney Davis from XA&M. He's a great round runner. He you know, He's like a little mini Keenan Allen almost. You can mm-hmm. maybe You can pick up a Devin Duvernay out of Texas who's had a really big year. Another smaller guy who's in the slot. Um, so I've driven moving towards one of these guys. Uh, you can maybe pick up like a smaller guy, a speedster, almost like AJ Hamler. Maybe he'll go a little bit earlier though. Or, you know, you've got KJ Hill out of Ohio State, who is another guy who's put in an absolute clinic without running at the senior role, like a lot of Ohio State guys. I mean, yeah. but it's the same problem because this wide receiving group, again, is so, so deep. You know, you can probably leave it around and still get someone like, I know, Van Jefferson or something like that out of Florida, uh, another guy who you will still get, like, a really good uh, sort of player out of at the 14th four, four. So mm-hmm. it's difficult. I mean, I'm tempted by Isaiah Hodgins. He's one of my guys in this draft class. Um, he can play inside, he can play outside. He's a great route runner. He's not the, the twitchiest of athletes, but he's plenty quick enough. And he's got great hands, and great body control. And he's just going to be another sure pair of hands and a good, another big target for a new QB like Justin Herbert to throw at. So I would be tempted to go with him. What
1: I'm gonna say is, if we could go KJ Hill from Ohio State because he's more of a speedster guy. Uh uh-huh. um, I've got I've got a scenario at pick 97, which is would be our comp pick for Terrell Williams last year. Okay,
0: let's um, go. Let's do that.
1: Because I've he is he's he's you know like you said you've got your guy. He's my guy. Okay. Um, and I think this, I
0: think
1: and it, he's <laughs> not a wide receiver. Okay. So if we go KJ. Uh, KJ Hill from Ohio State as pick 71. Pick 97 um, as another weapon for um, Herbert down the line. Uh-huh. This guy is my guy f- for tight end, and it's Bryson Hopkins from Purdue.
0: Okay.
1: His hat, uh, I've watched him play, and he, how he operates over the middle of the field, he's got one of the best. He's, he kind of reminds me of Evan Ingram. Um, and he's just so he's just so dynamic the way he plays in the receiving game. Like you said, we've got Hunter Henry there, um, and he is like he's like an, an ultimate tight end for us. But if we want someone to come in and and like operate like a two tight end sets, so it's just like a big. Previous that,
0: essentially.
1: yeah. He is basically like a he's a tall guy, but he's he's really quick. But his hands are amazing. He he pretty much catches everything that's thrown his way. So if we say we go. KJ Hill and then the comp pick of Bryson Hopkins as another two sort of double acts you've got the tall tight end in the slot really quick good hands and then you've got KJ Hill you can move around speeds the guy it gives us far more weapons than Patton and Travis
0: Benjamin and and Virgil Green from last year yeah for sure yeah it does because KJ Hill you know he's that route runner he's very very slippery in He can make big catches as well. I've seen him make a few 100 catches playing for Ohio State. He's made another one today at the Senior Bowl. And yeah, I like it. You know, it gives us that diverse skill set. You know, he's got big tight ends now. You've got a more traditional one, Hunter, like you say. When you've got Bison Hopkins, like this jumbo wide receiver, who you can move around and it can be that offensive chess piece. And then you've still got Keenan and Mike Williams as well. So yeah. you have giving Justin Herbert a, a lot, of, a lot of things to aim at, and a lot of players to aim at. And Things people have to defend, so you can draw Snecker and Justin in that makes as well as past Yeah. So yeah, no, I like it. We're creating like a really diverse and, and powerful offensive field
1: Yeah. Um so basically it just leaves sort of like our four because that pr- are, are, the pick they reckon is for Tyrell Williams will probably be the uh, end of uh, will be a round three pick compensatory mm. pick for him from last year um, we, which will only get one compensatory pick but they reckon it's going to be a third I uh, did a bit of research on it yes. so basically this we use this pick as our because it's a high fourth. we use this pick as our last pick to sort of give our old offense a a look and I want to try if we can maybe go back to the offensive line we did talk about it (laughs)
0: maybe addressing it
1: in round three but I just I do think that because there is such good players on this offensive line I think that this take best player available I just think that wide receivers and um, offensive linemen are going to be there when you have to say to yourself, who's the best player on the board and and hovering around that line will be a wide receiver or offensive lineman. So I didn't know sort of in there's fourth round guys, there could have been players that could have dropped obviously day two guys dropping early into round three. I don't know if you think maybe Throckmorton, Wilson or um, Hennessy from Temple, the the Mm -hmm. center. Um, He's,
0: He's a player that definitely interests me. He's got like a really cool backstory. Um, obviously played under Matt Moore, uh, who's now the Carolina head coach at Temple. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, he sounds like a really good player. So yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. He, I think he would the kind of person that would interest Tom Selesko as well. Given yeah. That he's like a, a super cool kid. He's like very bright, knows the game. Like played for a long time at Temple. He studied, also studied abroad in Japan. So yeah, he's definitely someone who I think would interest the Chargers. And um, but yeah, no, I think I like it. I. I I don't know. I'm a bit. I'm a little bit hesitant. And it's not usually like me. I usually like picking offensive linemen line um, because I'm boring like that. But like I said, I think I think we've got a strong offensive line. Um, let's just put this aside for a second and let me let me throw something else at you. Obviously, at this point, we've got Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. Do you think we need a different running back at some point? Well, I did.
1: I ha- I did look at the scenario where we could have taken. S- someone maybe a little bit earlier say if you're not gonna if 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 the scenario is that maybe we could have traded down maybe to sort of six to nine then you get an extra picks then you could probably use sort. there's 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 a few running backs but but to me i think there there's probably six to nine guys that i would worth wanting to spend a draft pick on personally that's just me um i just think that it's kind of top heavy with your swift taylor um, Dobbins, because mm. um, obviously Etienne's gone back. Yeah, so Her- Harry now has gone back. Mm. Chuba Hubbard's gone back. So there's quite a few guys that would have been there that have gone back. So for me, all it's done is it's pushed the bottom end further up, which makes you, you you're taking players because. There's 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 slim pickings around. So if you're going to get into that sort of round five, round six guys, I think that the round five, round six guys, I think that you could probably still get a similar guy as an unrestricted free agent.
0: Yeah, potentially. I think that's a really good point. Obviously, we've we've got at the moment an unrestricted um, free agent in a pick, and a seventh round pick. The our two running backs. So yeah, no fair point. I uh, just thought I'd throw it out there. As
1: a I mean, I did back. look. I did look at maybe in the third round you could take someone like Cam Akers from Florida State, if he's even there, maybe something like that.
0: I'm not a fan.
1: Uh, You're not a fan of him? No,
0: not really. He's never, never been one that's done it for me. Uh, my kind of mid mid round uh, running back for me would be Zach Moss out of Utah. Yep. Uh, you know, smaller, but he's got a lot of contact balance. He's runs spicy. He just he doesn't go down very easily at all. Yeah, um, I just like him. I think, yeah, I think he's my, my mid-round guy. But I think yeah. what well, you, you make a good point about, you know, being able to pick him up later or even after the draft and, and just like because we're running back three here, to be honest. Uh, yeah. so, no, I'm happy to happy to move over to the offensive line and, and take your pick, really.
1: I mean, if Zach Moss was there in round five, I mean, yeah, I mean, all sort of end uh, beginning of round four, end of round five. I just think some of them running backs. I think that because there's probably only about. S- probably six maybe eight or so that are for me worthy of being taken in that sort of area that I think that the the, most of the good ones would have already been gone by then I mean if you can get Zach Moss in the, the fourth round yeah i I'd be more than happy to take it. Connor him and uh Keishon Vaughan, very, very simple like he's he's a hard to tackle guy. Mm. I mean you could even say like someone like Edwards Hilaire, but I think that there's Edward been some be by then, I think. There's, there's been so much talk about him, he'd be gone yeah. by then. So you sort of sort of take you've got sort of uh Taylor, Dobbins, um H- Edwards Hilaire, um Swift, Cam Akers, Zach Moss, Keyshawn Vaughan, and then it sort of runs out for me. It sort of gets everyone's a little bit samey. Yeah, you're up to so role players that, at this
0: point for sure.
1: Yeah, and I think that all, and I think that you'll be able to get one of them guys as an unrestricted guy that can do sort of a similar job, same with, that we did with maybe sort of Justin Jackson, really, because loads of running backs went, and we still got a guy that's really serviceable, really good guy. You can you can still put in between the tackles. You can do a very good job for us. We've got in round seven, so I think that round four, if you're spending, if a guy is like shouting out to you, oh my god, this guy, this running back is still here in round four, then yeah, definitely take one. But I think that once it gets to round four, if that sort of top tier is gone, I think that we'd be better off spending money on an offensive line that's always been an issue for us.
0: No, I like it. Yeah, no problem at all. With that, from my point of view, um, one person I want to just mention as well, um, who's been getting a lot of great reviews at the Senior Bowl, is uh, UConn tackle Matt Perth. He's 6'7", yep. but he's quite a thin, skinny 6'7". Uh, yep. He's only just over £300. Uh, ex-basketball player, you know, good with speed. Uh, I wondered if you'd consider him as well. Yeah, he's he was actually on my
1: list as well. I've got round four, Pert, Hennessy. <laughs> um, so we've gone it all now. <laughs> Yeah, and Throckmorton and Wilson, if they were there from round three, if they had obviously tailed in. So yeah, I, I'm very similar to you. I think that I think Pert's... He, his, at the moment, he's been a bit more under the radio, but I think this, with the senior ball, then as it gets, I think he'll be a, one of them tackles with the momentum. I think it was going to kind of sort of get him up there a little bit more. So, I mean, if he was there in round four, definitely would would definitely want to take someone like him around.
0: Definitely. Cool. Okay. So let's, let's make a decision then. Are we going interior or we are? Or we going for Matt Pert. I think we'll go to? Matt Pert. Okay.
1: For the time being, we'll go Matt But I mean, if if Calvin Throckmorton was there, I think that he'll offer, he. He's such a reliable guy. I think you can play him everywhere on the field. But I think as a potential, I think Matt Pert has more. So if we go Matt Pert as our round four pick, I think then it locks us into that we finish what we needed to do for this off season.
0: Happy day, yeah. Because then we've got you know a couple of tackles in. We've got Pickings with like you know a very strong interior. One thing what I will say about Throckmorton is he played. He played all across the offensive line, like you said for Oregon. But I do think he's going to be a guard. I think he's got quite short arms. I can't remember his measurements, but I remember when I was listening to all the measurements and looking on Twitter for all the measurements. I think he um, has really short arms because I think he was at the East West Shrine Bowl. Uh, so I think he's going to play inside a guard, um, which probably doesn't mesh very well. It seems that we've got really, really strong interior with our two free agents, uh, Crescent Berry Lamb and uh, Hantzey. So yeah, no, I'm happy with Matt Pert. I think he again fits the athletic profile, but we want, you know, a good mover, a good moving today we've also got that length and that range as a as a tackle. So yeah, no, know we've got really, really strong defensive line, just no feel at home, playing behind Oregon's defensive line, obviously he was you know playing behind one of the best defensive line in college football for the past couple of years. So um, he should be well protected and we should be able to open up some lanes as well for our running back. So yeah, no, really happy with it. And I think we've made a really good offer, what
1: do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. I mean, do you want me to break it down so everyone knows what yeah, we've go got? For it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So,
1: so um, basically with what we've done so far with all the free agents re-signing our players, um, we've got uh, Justin Herbert, Tyra Taylor as the quarterbacks. We've got Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, and an unrestricted free agent guy probably as another running back as depth. Uh, Derek Watts signed as, as the fullback. Um, resigned. Uh, we've got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, KJ Hill, wide receivers, uh, Hunter Henry, um, and uh, Bryson Hopkins at mm-hmm. tight end. Um, and then tackle, we've got Pipkins, Jones, and Pert. Um, guards, we've got uh, Sheriff, Lamp, Glasgow, and then at centers, we've got Pouncy and Questonberry.
0: It's nice, isn't
1: it? Yeah. <laughs> and then Sounds good
0: we've still got a defence to go as well and obviously we can't do it all because we've used a lot of draft picks so it wouldn't be sort of both scenarios combined but you know if we're having a completely offensive uh, yeah like I said at the beginning like dream scenario I think that offence can rival any that we'll come across next year for sure
1: yeah definitely
0: so yeah no uh, more of the play next week Um, obviously switching over to the defensive side of the ball but doing something fairly similar Uh, next week starting off with the free agent and uh, just making defensive draft picks so yeah I think we'll leave it there. But, um, you know, is
1: this, would this offense go to the Super Bowl and um, win it? <laughs> I think, I'll tell you what, it'd be really be, positive. yeah, it'd be really a positive feeling. I think, like you said, if Herbert comes in, um, obviously give him time to sit if you've got Tyrod there. But, I mean, the dream scenario, maybe, like you said, if like, the dream scenario is Bur- burrows falls to us at six, but sometimes <laughs> you 're never going to happen that so, like you said you 've got to be realistic in some of these things that we try and do so I think that, like you said before, you, you take the guys that are there if you get if you've, if you get scenarios where someone 's going to give you the moon to move down then you 've obviously got to look at them scenarios, but mm-hmm. i like said we 've tried to try to mix and match everything the best we could with this <laughs> sort of this off-season master plan and where we can maybe even look at doing one which just drafts after the free agencies happens and we can readdress things once we know a little bit more of the um, what's going on with our own players and in free agency we can do it closer to the draft
0: yeah for sure and know I think we'll go through some uh, maybe some offensive and defensive breakdown of you know the most uh, the positions of need you know you yeah can look at those further because like we said we spoke a lot about the offensive line maybe we can break down the players that we've kind of spoke about tonight in a bit more detail and have an episode on a few positions and things like that but that's all for the future Um, thanks for listening and yeah come back next week to see what we do with the defence see you then